Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's a Wednesday live in Los Angeles. It's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Joel Klatt, one hour from now as we get ready for a college football weekend. But it's San Francisco Sunday night hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Should be the highest rated game of the year. Very excited for this. Very excited for that. We talked about this yesterday. You go to these big games, and there's usually like one person there's pressure. Like for the for the record, it was Zach Wilson in the Chiefs Jets. Hey man, you got to play. Like you got to be you got to be at least upright and make some plays, right? And he mostly delivered. So sure. Niners Cowboys. It's not on C.D. Lamb or Christian McCaffrey. It's on Mike McCarthy, Ooh. and we'll start with that. So it is going to be the highest rated game of the year. It's the Dallas Cowboys taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Niners are favored by three and a half. The over-under is about 20, uh, 41, I think, or 44, something like that. What is it? They, they suspect the game's going to be about 24-21 San Francisco. I think that's, that's kind of where the numbers lie. That feels kind of what it will be, and I'll get to that in a second. But uh, Jerry Jones discussing um, how good and how much respect he has for the 49ers. They are right now probably the most likely team to go in the Super Bowl. But in order for them to get there, they've got to go by us, uh, hopefully two times, if that's the way it falls in the playoffs. And we're in the playoffs, of course. But the bottom line is that you're playing the best. This is certainly, uh, you don't need the game to tell you that you're playing the best. But you need the game to show you how you stack up against the best. 
Uh, I think the line is right. It feels 24-21 San Francisco. They're favored by a three and a half. It's a stay away game to me. If it moved to four, I'd take Dallas. Three, I'd take San Francisco. I think Vegas, DraftKings, whoever's got the number right. So let's look at why a lot of people love San Francisco, but they shouldn't be a huge favorite. So let's talk about quarterback. You're going to take Dak. Been in a lot of big games over Brock Purdy. We all like Brock Purdy. He doesn't even have a season worth of starts. Uh, I'm going to take Dak Prescott, head coach. To me, it's a strongly uh, lean Kyle Shanahan. So the quarterback head coach kind of evens out. Uh, In terms of weapons, not necessarily close. The Cowboys will need a big game from Tony Pollard and CeeDee Lamb because between Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and Christian McCaffrey, uh, San Francisco is just loaded with options offensively. In terms of D-line, go to PFF. They're both great. Uh, Mike off the edge, Abosa. There's no huge edge here. Both quarterbacks will be under some duress. In terms of O-line, PFF has Dallas's, which is pretty remarkable considering Tyron Smith has been hurt. Uh, They picked some guy off the street. Zach Martin missed a game. The Cowboys' O-line has been more consistent this year. And so edge to the Dallas Cowboys, ball control perhaps. Home field, probably worth a couple of points. I don't think it's worth what it used to be in the NFL. Now everybody talks through the helmet, but it's a couple of points for San Francisco. They're generally better at home. Uh, Health. Edge to San Francisco, Trayvon Diggs, best corner for the Cowboys, heard a couple of weeks ago. That does not help. Health goes to San Francisco. Special teams, again, we went to PFF. I'm not going to grade special teams. They said Dallas was better significantly. Uh, In terms of revenge factor, Niners have had the Cowboys way, especially a couple years ago when Dallas uh, butchered the clock. So this is a revenge factor with lean Cowboys. That's worth something. Red zone offense, big lean San Francisco. Great coach. Great playbook, lots of options. We've already seen the Cowboys struggle in the red zone. San Francisco is great offensively in the red zone. Red zone defense, edge Cowboys. It's the one knock I've had on San Francisco this year. Defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes taking over for D'Amico Ryans. They are not as good situationally on defense. Their personnel's great, but they have not been as good in key situations, red zone situations. So you look at that. Cowboys got the quarterback, the D-line, the O-line. Special teams, revenge, and red zone defense. Head coach, weapons, home field, red zone offense. To me, it feels like a slight advantage for San Francisco. But here's what's interesting. What if Shanahan has a bad game? Or Christian McCaffrey fumbles? Or George Kittle drops a touchdown pass? Or C.D. Lamb has two key drops. Or Micah has an off night. None of it matters. This game's all about Mike McCarthy. We know the Cowboys personnel is good enough to get to an NFC championship. I didn't say win the Super Bowl. We know San Francisco's personnel is good enough to get to an NFC championship and Super Bowl. Isn't the one thing really standing in the way here, Mike McCarthy, situationally, the clock... If Mike McCarthy is my lead on Monday, a very patient to this point Jerry Jones is upset. What if Kyle Shanahan had a weird call? Who cares? Dad was great. He's great. What if Tyron Smith doesn't play? Left tackle Cowboys. So what? First ballot Hall of Famer. CeeDee Lamb drops a pass. He's their best receiver. He's going nowhere. He's getting an extension. What if Dak Prescott throws three picks? Jerry loves him. Got his money, got his brand, got his fans, so what? 
Had a bad game against Arizona. Week later, you love him. This game is about Mike McCarthy. He is the one guy, if he has a bad game, doesn't rise to the moment, could be in real trouble. So the pressure is on not just Dallas, but the head coach, and I can't wait. I'll, I'll take the Niners close in that 24-21 range. So um, NBA camps opened up this week. I don't spend a lot of time talking about the NBA in October, but camps started. I think many of the teams that were good last year are going to be better, and that makes for a good NBA season, Boston, Milwaukee, Lakers. So there's been this narrative when Damian Lillard and his agent said, we want to go to Miami. And Portland's like, well, you signed an extension. You gave up leverage. We'll send you where we send you. Oh, the screamers and the yellers, the bloviators. NBA empowerment for the stars is dead. No player will ever go to Portland again. Please. Successful aspirational men are selfish. LeBron bailed on D. Wade and they were best friends. He wanted to get his. He wanted to go where he wanted to go. Portland could have traded Dame anywhere they wanted to. Instead, they traded him to Giannis. And do you know why they traded him to Giannis? Because the story came out yesterday. Giannis said, quote, I'm going to sign an extension with the Bucks." So the star did get his way. But Dame's not as big a star as Giannis. So all the players in this, Drew Holiday got moved, Dame got moved, Giannis got moved, Grayson Allen got moved. The biggest star, Giannis, got his way. So star empowerment is going nowhere. Stop whining, Miami fans. The biggest star, if you have two or three stars moving around, the biggest star continues to get his way, which I have no problem with. In the NBA, is different. Only five starters, generally two to three players, make the difference. It can be a Jordan, an Olajuwon, a Shaq, a Magic, whatever it is, Giannis. And so that is a narrative that was utter nonsense. Dame is aging. He's small. He's a poor defender. Giannis in his prime, late prime, but prime, physically dominant both ends of the floor. He wanted a teammate that was elite. He got one. End of story. The star got the best available star by the way Miami had nothing to give Portland no package Portland got a haul and may get even more now if they move Malcolm Brogdon so in the end it was a great great couple of weeks for the NBA a very good Milwaukee team got another star a very good Boston team got another star in Drew Holiday and my preseason NBA power ratings are such Denver should be the favorite. You know I like Phoenix. I don't care about their bench. Celtics nudged ahead of Milwaukee with Drew Holiday. Bucks four. And I do think the Lakers, cross your fingers on AD's health, slight nudge over Golden State, uh, Sacramento. I don't buy into Philadelphia. I still think Cleveland is too talented to not win at least one series and maybe two in the East. So, J-Mac, there are my NBA power rankings to start the season. I went back and forth on five, but I will say this. Anthony Davis, despite the belief that he got dogged by Jokic, actually had a very good offensive series. Lakers are fine. Interesting. I was going to have a hot take on that, but I still can't get past that report card of Dallas-San Francisco, and you have the quarterback edge to Dak Prescott over Brock Purdy. I I'm stunned. Like, I... 
Dak Prescott over Brock Purdy head-to-head. Now, that is shocking. Well, if you go to Dak Prescott's first full year of starting, he went 13-3. and three. Should Would we have given him a nod over like a six-year veteran who had made a Pro Bowl, had won playoff games? The Brock Purdy story is wonderful. It really is. We do not have 15 starts. Some of this is he's new, he's young, the coach, the system, mm. the weapons. If you... Put Purdy on Dallas and Dak on San Francisco. Wouldn't you argue Dak would be held in higher regard instead of being banged on Monday and Tuesday if the Cowboys lose? I would probably take any quarterback that's with Kyle Shanahan. (laughs) He's that good, but... I, I, you know. You're telling me one drive. I would. I think Dak, if you had the exact same personnel and coach, I would take Dak. Well, the problem is you don't. And you have Mike McCarthy, who's ultra-conservative, and you've got a 49ers defense that's incredible. I mean, you know what you don't have with Brock is losses. <laughs> I mean, the guy doesn't lose football games. He doesn't make mistakes, and there's no losses, but there's a reason he was the last guy drafted. There's not a lot of mobility. There's not a big arm. Okay, so what's the statute of limitations on being the last guy drafted? I, I when think do we have to drop? This, I think at the end of this year, if Brock Purdy can go on the road and win playoff games and is not a liability, then a year and a half of starts, we go, okay, let's forget draft status. I've said before, I mean, again, Mark Brunel late, Kurt Warner undrafted, Tony Romo, Brady, Montana third, uh, Russell Wilson. But I, I need more than like nine starts. You got, you got to give me like 20 starts. Even quarterbacks I don't like, like I, like, like I said – Quarterbacks I don't like. You got to give me the Thanksgiving of year two with Daniel Jones. Then I'm going to make calls. We don't even have a year one with Brock Purdy, a full year of starts. Mm. So to me, end of the, because he started like seven, eight last year, get me a full season. I want to see his playoff run. If he goes on the road and can beat a Philadelphia. Well, even if he lost, but it's a shootout, it's 28, 27 and he, okay, then I don't care about draft status. That's fair. Uh, I just remember a lot of crowning of Mac Jones in year one uh, in New England. Not from you necessarily, but a lot of people across the country. Mac Jones, he's a guy. Here's your Brady replacement because he got New England to the pay- playoffs. Um, I, I yeah. think you're underestimating Brock Purdy here okay. in the Niners. But we're on opposite sides in this game. Yeah, no, I think Dallas fun. is going to be a cover. Uh, when's the last time you uh, looked at your tires if they are flat? First of all, safety concerns. Second of all, fuel economy concerns. It's not good. I've got a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Let's have some fun. My parlay picks of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm going to take the Eagles minus four at the Rams. The crowd will be 60-40 Eagles anyway, a semi-home game. They're undefeated for a reason. I don't know how the Rams' offensive front Matches up with the Eagles' defensive front. I'll take the Eagles minus four. I'll take the Jets plus two at Denver. The Broncos last week had some offensive success because they played the Bears. Step up in class. Best defense they faced. Zach Wilson righted the ship a little even though they lost. I'll take the Jets plus two. Cowboys plus three and a half of the Niners. I'll take Dallas. Listen, defensively, opposing quarterbacks have a 55 passer rating. Niners are better, especially in the red zone offensively, but the Cowboys have the better quarterback, offensive line special teams, and a little revenge, I'll take Dallas. If you want to take the Herd Parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code H-E-R-D-HERD when you download the app.
21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I don't like to be cynical, but sometimes I I almost have no choice. So Aaron Rodgers was on ESPN yesterday, and he says he is attacking rehab. His quote was, I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of intention. I believe in your mental status and the power of will. I believe in making room for the miraculous to happen. It was basically Joel Osteen with a football Uh, I believe in Achilles surgeries at 39 years old, and I believe in science, but that's just me. Uh, Nobody thinks the Jets are even going to be in playoff contention in eight, nine, or ten weeks, but to entertain Aaron's sort of weird alternate universe, let's play a game. Let's just pretend that Zach Wilson miraculously becomes the new Zach Wilson, turnover-free under control, accurate, and a field general. I know, crazy, but let's look at the Jets' schedule. Let's Again, let's let miraculous happen. So he goes to Denver this week, and that's a piece of cake, right? They He marches through the Denver defense 34-20. 
comes home and outduels Jalen Hurts. It's a wildly successful game. A bye week, he trounces Daniel Jones. Then week nine, toe-to-toe with Herbert. You can't tell who's better. Outduels him for a win. Then he goes to Super Bowl Jimmy Garoppolo and Super Bowl potential Josh Allen. Josh Allen's jaw drops at the turnaround as he's outdueled by Zach Wilson. Then he faces Tua. It's a go-either-way game, 38-37, Pass for pass, touchdown for touchdown. Tua wins barely. Of course, he beats Atlanta Houston. He goes to uh, Miami. You know, it's a nail biter again, high scoring nail biter. And that's the new Zach Wilson. Nobody thinks that's going to happen. I've said before with Aaron, um, you know, you, you, it's not going to happen. If, if, think about this. If, if that did happen, and everybody in New York's rooting for that, then you're going to have Aaron come back in 10 weeks, by the way, not really 100% healthy, hasn't played with any of these guys, still the same bad offensive line that got him hurt in the first game. The, the locker room now loves Zach Wilson, the new, fresh, turnover-free Zach Wilson. And Aaron's just going to insert himself and say, my team, see you later. <laughs> I don't think so. 40-year-old off Achilles surgery. So if if Zach is what the team is telling you and does what they keep ensuring us he'll do in 10 weeks, why would you bring Aaron Mack? He's not going to be 100%. If he was 90 and the team was struggling and it was like, you know, go either way, maybe you consider it. Look at the schedule. At Garoppolo, Josh Allen, have to go to New England, Tua twice, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. By the way, C.J. Stroud now, week 14. He looks pretty good, doesn't he? It's just, <laughs> I mean, I know Aaron believes in the power of intention, but I we're not buying this, right? Zach Wilson... We, we know what we have, right? Here was Mark Sanchez yesterday that Robert Sala should be excited about the news, Zach. Hey, that kid, number two, our quarterback, just flipped a switch tonight. I saw him grow up, and I'll take that fumbled snap. Patrick Mahomes fumbled a snap. He happened to jump on it, okay? It happens. People take their hands off the ball. It's a physical mistake. It's a silly, lazy thing that can get corrected like that. But if that's the way he's going to play, I'll take one of those a game because if he's going to cut it loose like that, we can win like this. Yes, I think that is the messaging, and I think Aaron's being a leader saying, I'm going to come back. But if Zach ends up being what they keep hoping he is, wouldn't it be weird in like week 11, 12 to pull him off the field? Aaron, bad old line. I mean, one of the advantages Zach has with this team, it's a bad old line at pass blocking, and he's pretty mobile and young and doesn't have a history of injuries. Just food for thought. J-Mac with the news. Food for thought. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I know. I, I, sometimes I try not to be cynical. Yeah, sure. Just lining that one right up to me. Zach Wilson tearing through the league. What's wrong with Rodgers? Did you hear the jab he took at uh, jab uh, at Travis Kelsey? You hear that calling him? Uh, I did not. What did you say? He made a uh, Pfizer. Pfizer. It, you know, because Travis Kelsey's got that commercial. Oh, so it's he like, didn't like that? What did he say? I don't I don't even want to get into it. I mean. Okay. Well, Aaron's got strong opinions. He's polarizing. He has a right to those. We have strong opinions. I get it. Yeah. 
I didn't hear it. So he went out and, and called him something. Yeah, or? he's like calling him, you know, Travis Pfizer or whatever. You oh. know, basically a dig at him being in commercial. What, what did Travis Kelsey say back? Nothing. Travis Kelsey's a he doesn't want to. Does, yeah, he doesn't want to punch Taylor down. Swift. Do you think he cares? What I mean, seriously. The, the truth is now. It's there's an old saying in our business: don't punch down. Travis Kelsey now is a bigger deal. Travis Kelsey's on seven national commercials. Aaron's on zero. Yeah. One of them's dating Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey has surpassed Aaron Rodgers as a brand. That's not even debatable. I don't, yeah. There's no discussion about that. So don't punch down. Don't no, don't no, don't retort to that. No need to engage with the trolls. Uh, all right, let's move on. <laughs> Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Slow start, Colin. Uh, A lot of disturbing numbers I'm about to give you, but Phoenix, I'm sorry, it's not Phoenix. Cincinnati has only scored three offensive touchdowns in four games. Zach Taylor is downplaying the severity of Joe Burrow's calf injury. Taylor adds he's confident Burrow is healthy enough to run the offense in week five against the Cardinals. The line has come crashing down. I think I saw this was minus seven and a half, and now it's three somehow, Colin. Um... Burrow ranks dead last, dead last in air yards per attempt among quarterbacks who have started more than one game. Yeah. Less than Bryce Young. He's basically throwing it right around the line of scrimmage. Yeah. A lot of this has to do with the calf injury. Well, and a lot has to do with the division is so good with Baltimore and Cleveland being sort of really, really quality teams with star quarterbacks as Cincinnati's worried that if they didn't rush him back and you go like, you know, you're one and four, one and five. But in the end, you could see in that game against Tennessee after a, after a, I, th- I watched the first couple of drives closely. And after that, it was nothing. Tennessee completely dominated that game. So, yeah, I mean, I think if this happens all the time. Good teams have step-back years. It feels to this point like a step-back year. You probably have to give them two more weeks. I mean, if Joe Burrow lights it up at Arizona, you probably have to go two more weeks. What is your gut feeling on how Cincinnati plays in this one? I bet them at three. Okay, because my... I I had to. That's a value there. Arizona is not terribly deep. They're playing on a lot of emotion, and they keep losing to really good teams like... You know what I mean? They beat Dallas, but after you start facing good team after good team after good team after good team, you get worn down. There's injuries. My, my feeling with Arizona is how many weeks can they overachieve yeah. against better personnel? And, you know, the theory of buying teams like it's a stock market. Right now, the Bengals are at their lowest stock value of the season, right? They're yeah. coming off another embarrassing performance. They're only three-point favorites on the road. This is a month ago. People had these guys in the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. And now it's like they're not very good. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I got to like Cincinnati here. Next up, the Bears. Ooh, this is ugly. They're in the midst of a 14-game losing streak dating back to last season. Um, and Peter King, friend of the show, believes that if Matt Eberflus can't end the losing streak this week, he could be without a job wow. heading into week six. Wow. You cannot lose 14 games in a row and think you should hold on to your job. I would not be surprised if it's a bad loss Thursday and the Bears make a change. Just wouldn't be surprising. But you can't say just because we never did something that we will never do it. I don't know how things get much worse than they are around the Chicago Bears right now. I don't think that Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, or the McCaskies are going to say, well, we've never done this before, so we can't do it. They're going to look at their team and say, have they ever lost 14 in a row before? I don't think so. Listen, there's two things working against him. One, he's responsible for his young quarterback, and it's a mess. And two is, he can't solve his side of the ball. You, When you're in the second year of a program, 
You have to at least get your side. Sean McDermott solved the Bills' defense by year two. Brian Flores went to Miami, and he may have been run, but eight games into that Miami tenure, with average personnel, Brian Flores had created an excellent defense. Same with Sean McVay. He didn't have a great defense initially, but he solved the offense with Jared Goff. Not only are they butchering Justin Fields, and I'm not blaming it all on Matt, where's the defensive improvement? They spent draft picks on this Mm. defense. So I just, and I say this with college and pro coaches, I don't expect much in year one. By year two, you have to show me, I got my side of the ball fixed. You're the expert. You go back to Belichick and Brady's dynasty. The defense for six years was ahead of the offense. Now the last six... I would argue, you know, the Moss years and beyond, the offense was crucial and often better than the defense or certainly, you know, won bigger games. But I, they, he can't get, you, you can't, it's not even a losing streak. Show me the improvement on okay. that defense. So I'm not defending Eberflus here. That being said, I did look up Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. First season, 2-14. and 14. Second season, 4-11-1. Yeah. He was 6-25-1 heading into year three. He was the favorite to be the first coach fired. They ended up going to the Super Bowl. Now, they okay. had Joe Burrow. I, I'm not saying Justin Fields or Debbie Burrow. But having some patience paid off. You could argue for Cincy. I personally don't like Taylor. I don't think he's very good. Is there an argument, hey, you know what? We don't want to become the Browns. We don't want to become the Jets. These coach, these well, teams you, that are on the constant cycle. First of all, cycle. you are. You are. <laughs> yeah, that, already that, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that argument's out the window. That's what the Chicago Bears are. Chaos. Can't figure out quarterbacks. Don't have a plan. Revolving door. That's what they are. That's why they still celebrate a team that won 30 years ago. So that's exactly what they are, a defensive culture. I didn't like the, the hire. Bill Poley and I like defensive coaches. By the way, go look right now at offensive line play. Top six O-lines in the NFL. All six offensive line coaches. Go look at the bottom 10 defensive coaches. So I think you're just not paying attention to cultural changes in the sport if you go with a defensive coach with a young quarterback. Now, Houston, people are saying, Colin, what about Houston? Yes, I think it's an outlier. D'Amico Ryans was beloved in San Francisco. and CJ. It's also very early. But I'm just saying, there are outliers. But... I well, would Buff- say Buffalo is it was number one in the herd hierarchy. Yes. They're the biggest outlier. Well, and Josh um, Allen's Josh also. Allen. M- Mel Kuyper had him as the ten greatest quarterback prospect, top ten in the history of Mel Kuyper's career. Wow, I didn't yeah. Know I mean, that. so I mean, people in the NFL, I didn't know much about this him. Is I watched, the guy who was completing fifty three percent at Wyoming. Mel Kuyper talks to all these NFL guys. They were remember Pete Carroll flew out to Wyoming yeah. to watch him when and Russell Wilson was winning him. Super Bowls. Like people thought Josh Allen was the craziest thing. It was like Cam Newton, but a but better. It was like he was an all-time Big Ben, but better. I'm, I'm going to whisper this, but uh, you know who kind of, if you squint, you may see Josh Allen? Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson? Have, have you, have you no, seen, I mean, him? He's have you seen him play the first few? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's wow. He is. I think he has the most explosive plays for any quarterback in the league no, he's, he's, with his leg. Like, no, he's there's fun to watch. Shane Steichen. No, I know. The Colt, it's, hey, listen, if, the Colts are not that fascinating. It's right, But... Anthony Richardson. Something's, something's happening. <laughs> yeah, he's hey, crazy. Quick thing on the on the line for this Bears-Commanders game Thursday. I know it's not a popular game, but this is kind of a big game. So it hit seven. Washington and Sam Howell favored by seven. It came back to five and a half. One of my buddies came up with some good numbers. Teams that play in overtime Sunday, Washington. Lose the next and week. And then play on Thursday night football. So you're playing an extra quarter and then short week. Three and 21 against the spread on Thursday. 
Watch the Bears play tight. The Bears, oh, def- I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears won this game. Final story, uh, despite back-to-back losses to Oregon and USC, Deion Sanders has already tripled last season's win total for Colorado. Coach Prime's brought in hype and attention, and yesterday Dion was asked <laughs> about signing a potential lifetime deal to stay with the Buffaloes. Here's what he had to say. That's a wonderful gesture. I love it. But I'm smart enough to know and old and wise enough to know that that can flip on you instantaneous. A fan only blows when you hot. My mama said that, not me. So if y'all want to be mad, get mad at my mama, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't like... 10-year or lifetime deals for any coach. First of all, I don't like them at all. The rule is always, if you're talented and believe in yourself, you want to renegotiate constantly. Howard Stern doesn't sign 20-year contracts usually. LeBron in his prime signed like one-year deals, like one and one. The bottom line is, what if this is the worst team Colorado has and they become a 12-win program in three years? He's going to want $15 million a year. So guys like Prime, Dion, don't need financial security. They've already gotten the bag. They got financial security. There's Colorado, sure. I'll take a yeah. lifetime contract. <laughs> Please. But I, I, and I also don't like it as an on air person or a performer or an actor or a coach. Wouldn't you get kind of content if I knew it didn't matter what my ratings were, my revenue was for the rest of my career? I signed a 15 year contract. I guess maybe I'd sleep better at night. But I, I, I think I like to be motivated. I think I think it's good for a coach to feel like, hey, this recruiting class matters. There's something at stake for you. I yeah. just thought Mike Shashevsky signed one of those deals, and it's fine. I'm not But you know, that's from a different era, right? It's like the Bobby Bowden, Joe Paterno era. Like, yeah, that's a lifetime coach where the mobility and flexibility wasn't there like it is now and the money. The money's ridiculous. I mean, Dion's probably gonna get NFL looks this coming off season, right? Somebody's gonna be like, hey, let's just interview this guy. Let's see what he's got. He's got a future probably oh. in the league if he wants it. I know he said he maybe doesn't, but I don't, you don't want to get locked into lifetime anything. Yeah. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Very interesting week. Very interesting. So I already made my blazing five picks this morning. I've already got him, J-Mac. Very Wait, excited. all five? Uh, four of five. Last week, by the way, last week, this is behind the curtain. Nobody really cares, but I'll tell you. So I, I usually come into the show. Thursday night, I make my picks. Uh, Thursday night, I'm like, I, I give my staff like, you know, five picks, sometimes six, and I get rid of one. Uh, I pick, The Titans pick over the Bengals is the latest I've ever done a pick. I did it about an hour before the show because I got some information that I liked. And so I, I, I took two out. And I put, uh, mm. I had the Seahawks over the Giants. I did believe it or not, even though I think I said on the air I want the Giants, but I went back and looked at my picks on my phone. And so I took that one out. I had the Rams uh, over, the over the Colts. I had a good week last week, but even my alternate, I took that out and I went with the Titans over the Bengals. So, and, and so I usually go in with three or four. I have three games I love, one I like, and I'm, I'm waiting for the last one. And one of them is Dallas Sanford in there. I know we got to uh, wait till Friday, but uh, it, right now it's a pass. If it was four, I would take Dallas. I think it's a great bet. If it was three, I'd take San Francisco, but this is why DraftKings and all these companies know what they're doing. It's three and a half, yeah. so they're trying to get even play. If yeah. it was four, I would absolutely take Dallas. Mm. And at three, I'd take San Francisco. And one more. Did Jets Broncos make the card? Maybe. 
Could be one of my favorites. You already said Zach Wilson's going to torch uh, Vance Joseph's defense, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> that was a hypothetical. Oh, Lock it in, baby. That that was an alternate universe oh, pick. That was a dreamscape. It you was, know that that he, wasn't. You think he's afraid of Patrick Sertan and uh, the other quarterback? Be. The other quarterback is the worst-rated uh, quarterback in pro football focus, Mathis or whatever his name is. You did lose to Kansas City despite the effort. Oh, you? Oh, I'm on the team now. Sweet. <laughs> well, it sounds like it. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season this is freddie prince jr and i am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only jeff die get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches dissect the fiercest feuds and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling we're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned thursdays freddie you know we got to give the people what they want this season we have an all-star lineup of special guests we're going to be gracing our podcast bringing with them their own unique insights experiences and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Sunday, catch the Giants as they try and slow down Tua, Tyreek, and the Dolphins. Or the Panthers take on Jared Goff and the Lions or other regional action. Check for the game in your area Sunday on Fox. You know, and the Fox Sports app. 
Eagles-Rams is very interesting to me. You know, it's funny. I'll look. I'm always looking at the NFL schedule. In a couple of weeks, I think it's like October 20th week, the the 1 o'clock window is just hot garbage. There's nothing. But what's funny about the 1 o'clock window is I say that every week. I'm like, ah, it's a bunch of Carolina Panther games. It's the Minnesota Vikings. And every week I watch the Red Zone, I'm totally locked into it. You know, I'm, I got I got Fox on one channel, Red Zone on another, and I can't I can't turn it off. So the game, a lot of times you'll see that in college football, you're like, oh, it's a great weekend, you get five blowouts. So the Bears play tomorrow night, and the Bears, uh, uh, there's some discussion about right now, would Caleb Williams go to Chicago if they had the number one pick? So we went to the Athletic this morning, Austin Mock, that's his name of the mock draft. I swear to God, that's his name. Right now, and I believe Caleb Williams is so good. Let's go through the top 10 teams in the draft in a mock draft. Now, it's early, but I do think we've established a lot of these teams, whatever the order is, are going to be in the top 8 to 10. So would the Bears, if I ran the Bears, you ran the Bears, would you draft Caleb Williams? Yes, he's the best player. Second, I go after Harrison, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Would Arizona draft him? Now, there's a very legitimate argument that, you know, Kyler Murray got this franchise out of the dump and got you to the playoffs, and they didn't have the right coach. My guess is they would stay with Caleb Williams, but it can be argued both ways, and I don't have a real answer. I could absolutely – I don't think Caleb Williams wants to play there, and I think he would send it through channels to Arizona's owner. I'm not going to play there. So let's go with Arizona probably doesn't. I also think they look too feisty to have the top pick. Denver, Russell Wilson. Now, the argument is you're locked into that contract. But could I make this argument? The only way to ever get out of that contract is to find a transformational quarterback that elevates people and saves you money for four years on the cap. I think you'd have to draft Caleb Williams. I really think you'd have to. Jets, absolutely. Well, what about what about Aaron Rodgers? What about him? He's a 40-year-old. What, do you think he's playing four years? You'd absolutely draft Caleb Williams. Giants, yes. Commanders, yes. Raiders, yes. Steelers probably wouldn't because it's a loyal franchise. Of course you should. And New England absolutely would. So the Arizona, because I do believe Arizona and potentially Chicago, the Caleb Williams camp will send messages that we're not playing. So move the pick. And you can do That's very easy to do through agents. Very e- You could do it in 15 minutes. But it's interesting about this. You know, I I looked at the Jets and I look at Denver and you could certainly argue with Russell and Aaron. It would be a bad vibe. But I've always had this rule. Get great in the building and figure the rest out. Deion Sanders to Colorado. Merchandise sales have gone up 892% for Colorado. They're making real money. I didn't know the first hour when I heard Deion to Colorado if it would work. And then I woke up the next day and went... Yeah, yeah, you just got to get him in the building. A-Rod to the Yankees. Well, they already have a shortstop Jeter. Get him in the building. KD to the Warriors. I didn't think, I my, my takeaway, and I made a mistake on this, I was like, well, Steph controls the ball and needs his 20 shots, and Clay gets his 14 shots. And what do you, Just get KD in the building. Figure it out. When you get great in the building, it elevates others. It changes the temperature in the room. It changes the perception outside the building where people want to be in your building. I think you have star power changes everything. You think, you, you think Giannis, the reason Dame ends up going, all those teams, a lot of teams wanted Dame. Where did he go? With the league's best or second best player. 
Star power changes everything. How you draft, how you trade, he can elevate others. The Denver one's fascinating because it doesn't look like Russell Wilson is the primary problem. But they haven't even started that five-year contract yet. And the only way to ever get out of that, because he's already 34, he'll be 38, 39 at the end of it, would be drafting a great quarterback and just just eat some of the money. But a Caleb Williams would elevate everybody on the roster, so you just figure it out. But I don't care if it's A-Rod, it's Deion Sanders, it's KD. I don't care if you have a record label, it's real estate. Buy great and figure stuff out. If you can get beach property in California, I know it's tight. Buy it and figure out the rest. And so I think every single team at outside of Arizona, which would be told he's not coming, would go after him. Um, thoughts here. This was interesting. So um, we love Canada as a country, our neighbor to the north. It's the Matt Canada we we don't love. He's the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and fans are howling at him at Pittsburgh on talk radio and columns in the stadium. So Mike Tomlin. I love Mike, and he's great at the podium, but he is he's running out of excuses here with this pathetic offense, and he talked about replacing coaching moves on this staff. Houston, we thought were more physical than us and played harder than us. Um, and that's something that's that's got to change immediately. I, I felt that in stadium. I expressed that after the game. Um, and, and so we got to look at what we're doing um, in an effort to make sure that that doesn't reoccur. The physicality component or the lack thereof, and, and it didn't take long for me to realize um, practice attire early in the, in the year, but also, um, you know, some matchup related things, man. We're open to dividing the labor up more finely in an in, in effort to get better play, um, to put people in circumstances that are advantageous to their skill set. Yeah, they just needed to tackle harder. Nobody's buying that. But some of this is on not Kenny Pickett or Matt Canada. Some's on Tomlin. The top six offensive lines in the league, you know if you listen to me, I do not believe in coincidences. I don't believe in it. Or fate. Things happen due to choices you and I make. The top six offensive lines in the NFL, according to PFF, six for six offensive coaches. Of the top nine, one through nine, Offensive lines in the NFL, no defensive head coaches. Steelers, 29th O-line, lousy again. That's on Tomlin. These defensive coaches, it is not a coincidence, don't know offensive line play. Sean McVay has duct taped, and the Rams O-line's not great this year, but they had their left tackle move to right guard. Their backup center is now their center. They had to go give up draft picks to get a backup guard from Pittsburgh. Their left tackle got hurt, and they're ranked above Pittsburgh. They took a Pittsburgh reserve last week, put them on the O-line, performed very well against the Colts. Say what you want about Mike McCarthy. Tyron Smith has missed a game. Their center missed a game. Zach Martin missed a game. They bought a guy off the street. You know what they're ranked on the offensive line? Third. McCarthy's an offensive coach. Mike McDaniel for Miami. Armstead, left tackle, best on lineman. It's not playing. Uh, their center missed a game. Connor Williams, former Cowboy. They're ranked 12th in a highly complex, sophisticated offensive system. Musical chairs on line for the Rams. Musical chairs for the Cowboys. Some musical chairs for Miami. Three offensive coaches. All making it work. The Steelers, again, lousy on the offensive front. 
Mike Tomlin's last five years, bad old line. You can blame Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett. But when he says at this juncture, well, at this juncture, I don't believe in coincidences or fate. This is on the coach. You could even see Tomlin, who's great at the podium, struggling here to come up with an excuse. Well, we're putting people in better roles, the tackling, the practice attire. You are going to struggle in this league with really bad, consistent online play. The Bengals with Burrow, Jamar Chase, and an offensive coach have mostly overcome it, but they're off to a bad start this year. Again, if you have Josh Allen, you can overcome it. Lamar Jackson has been able to, you know, because he's Lamar Jackson, win 75% of his games. But some of this, frankly, Big Ben's O-lines, he's a Hall of Famer, end of his career, were choppy. Below average, run game was always suspect. So I do not believe in coincidences. I have watched Andy Reid, Mike McDaniel, Mike McCarthy, Sean McVay duct tape offensive lines and make them average to better than average. Top six O-lines in the league right now, PFF, no offensive coaches. Top nine, no offensive coaches. By the way, Chicago, no defensive coaches. Chicago, by the way, has spent a lot of draft capital on their O-line. I thought at the end of last year, I'm like, ooh, it's, it's getting a little better. They even drafted another tackle early. And it's back to kind of being a mess. Don't believe it's a coincidence. Some of this is just on Tomlin. He can't get it right up front. Joel Klatt next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.